gangsters, what's up guys? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode four of Stream Beat. We have done so many episodes, I've lost count, Frankie. This is amazing. It's blending uh, in with Heat Beat and Hangover Time and pregame. I don't even know what day it is, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, thank you all for joining us. I am your host and co-host, co-founder, Alex Musabai. And uh, Frankie, say what's up to the people. What's going on, people? I'm back and ready to get into WandaVision. It's good to have our, uh, our co-host and co-founder back to join us for the, uh, the penultimate WandaVision recap. Uh, you like that word there? That's the episode before the finale. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> big word here. Look at the vocab being used. I know, man. Right. See? See, I did my homework for this one. Uh, but, you know, Frankie, as always, before we get into WandaVision, we're going to do just a quick little recap of some of the, the important things that happened this week around Hollywood. Uh, so that way we'll give people a chance to rock with us. If they haven't watched WandaVision, they'll, we'll let you know before we get in there. But let's start off with the first bit of news, Frankie. Spider-Man finally gave us the title after, after this 24-hour period of, uh, of Twitter telling me that it was going to be three different titles and everyone theorizing what that means for the movie. We finally get a, a pretty cool video, actually, with, with the cast that tells us that the Spider-Man... The next film will be Spider-Man No Way Home. And Frankie, like that board, I know you and I were obsessing over it. What do you think? Oh, man, all the theories with the multiverse, they keep telling us uh, that, uh, what's this guy's name? Garfield and, and Toby aren't going to be in it. They keep trying to say all this stuff. But everything in there, like just clues to the multiverse, clues to, to all the theories that every, all the fans have been having about we're getting a Spider-Verse live-action film, and I am so stoked. Uh, there's nothing more that I, I've – since the 90s Spider-Man cartoon did the original Spider-Verse, I've wanted nothing more than to see more Spider-Man on TV. I'm, I'm actually surprised that they're doing it only because we just had the Into the Spider-Verse film. Um, but that's not to say that they could do it – a different way and still make it exciting and all that. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just looking forward to having another Spider-Man film. I, I love this, this arc that they've been doing with Tom Holland as uh, Peter Parker. And, and just going back to the name itself and how they revealed it, credit to the marketing team at Sony. They dominated a weekend of social media and they definitely dominated our stream beat group chat for a, a full day trying to analyze what every single thing on that, on that bulletin board was. Um, and it was really cool. So, uh, you know, we're going to be getting a lot more news about this movie as, as we get closer to its release. But this first bit of official information was definitely a fun little rollout and, and is getting us all excited for what's to come. Most definitely. And, and it's, uh, you know, all the theories and opinions of all the Spider-Men and all the uh, which Spider-Men is best. We've seen three different Spider-Men. We've seen Uncle Ben die a hundred times. Uh, not not as much <laughs> yeah. as Batman's parents, but 
pretty close it feels like right um but i'm excited man it's the the theories and and all the the stuff that they can do and it seems like we're also setting up a sinister six uh of the multiverse villains uh which is extremely exciting if you're a spider-man fan you know the sinister six is like uh, a group uh it's it's been a, a bunch of different uh villains on on the group but uh you know it's six of of spider-man's biggest villains uniting and most of the times uh collapsing within themselves and 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 spider-man really getting tested so i'm really curious how they're going to do it what what the writing is there's rumors that daredevil is going to be in it to to resolve the the whole conflict uh that that we saw in the post-credit scenes of the uh, far from home uh where mysterio revealed his uh a secret identity that so, would be the best like the coolest way to introduce him to the mcu i actually hadn't heard that theory that that's yeah. how they introduce him that's yeah cool. that the, as the lawyer i'm i'm hoping what what i'm hoping is we get hialeah's own uh vincent d'onofrio back as <laughs> yes Kingpin yes because uh he he was fantastic and there's a there's a bunch of stories in the comics where daredevil and spider-man team up to go against the kingpin um both night and day so this this is really great i'm i'm really curious how they're gonna do it they're also to talk i know dr strange is gonna be in this and at some reason at some point uh because of the uh, multiverse being included so like what's going on that's a huge cast for a spider-man film yeah i mean i i can't i can't tell you enough i think it's the most anticipated film for me personally in the next year um so you know God willing, we'll be back in theaters and we can actually enjoy it the way that, you know, we, oh, we would yeah. like on opening night and all that. You know, there's some movies that I, I want that experience still. Yeah, you know? absolutely. We got the Christmas release. Uh, Going to be fun. It would be so fun to see like with your family and stuff. And I, I'm, I'm a midnight release kind of guy. So I, I want to be able to go in theaters. Uh, we'll talk our big three movie snacks later. But you, you already know I'm going to be in there heavy with my family and, and we're watching that. Hopefully uh, COVID safe. Hopefully we get these vaccines out uh, with plenty of time and able to enjoy the, uh, back to I the love, movies. I love how like the way people see movies when they see it, it tells so much about their personality. You would be someone that goes to see it at midnight. Me, I wait for like the Saturday, Sunday matinee. Make sure there's no kids around. <laughs> <laughs> I I am so torn because my best friend is is exactly like that a matinee guy. Uh, shout out to Georgie. Yeah, uh, you save money too. Yeah, but I I really enjoy getting there. I I usually don't go like they've they've changed the format recently like, last few years thankfully. So if it's a Friday release, uh, they usually release it Thursday night at like seven. Yes, or that's eight. true. That's true. So yeah. that's the, that's usually what I'm catching. That's how I saw Endgame uh, with my homie. And then I ended up seeing Endgame uh, Sunday, Thursday night. I ended up seeing it again like Saturday, Friday or Saturday. And then I saw it again that that's Sunday or Monday. Uh, and I, <laughs> three times opening weekend, cried every time. I, I love watching movies first. So I, so I avoid all the spoilers. I can go on the internet with complete freedom. That's awesome. Well, we're going to move on to our next one, but I, I just want to slip in there really quickly because I'm no longer working at this place. But when Endgame and Infinity War came out, I called out sick both days to be able to go see it. <laughs> that, <laughs> that same day at like Eddie one o'clock, the time that I wanted. Yep, yep, yep. Eddie play. Yeah. Um, all right, so next on our list. Uh, so this, this actually has been confirmed. DC's working on a new Superman 
And high up on their list to play Superman is actually Michael B. Jordan because they want to do a black Superman. It's going to be the first black Superman. Uh, so that's interesting. I personally have always hated Superman. Uh, and I know that that's a fire take, but I just have zero interest in the character. However, I think this is an interesting way to, to kind of rebrand the character. Frankie, what do you think? Uh, I'm with you. I, I'm not big on Superman, I, but I wasn't big on Cap because I feel like they're similar characters as far as morality. Uh, I saw something, uh, I don't remember where, where I saw it recently. They're like, oh, Captain America, what's he going to do? The right thing. You know, like, <laughs> but uh, I, I like, I like, I like the questioning of the moralities. Um, I thought the old, the Man of Steel has done pretty good. I just feel like DC in general has taken a really dark uh, theme throughout on the, their extended universe. And that's kind of a mess in general. I, I, I like Michael B. Jordan. Um, we've seen him in two superhero films already. We've seen him in, in Black Panther as Killmonger. Uh, which he's he did a really good job there. Um, and we saw him in Fantastic Four as Human Torch. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, you already know the there's going to be fans who are going to be racist about this because they did the same thing about Johnny Storm. Oh, so, well, and, and God forbid Superman, is, uh, an alien being, is black. Yeah, who cares? Seriously. Instead of green. Yeah, I like... Mean, so, so here's my thing. I just don't like Superman because I'm just not a, really a fan of the storyline and all that. I get yeah. it. For the people that connect with it, that's fine. I'm not trying to get into a fight about it. However, I thought, I thought I, some of the stuff they've done recently, like there's, there's been some good in there in their storyline decision. I don't know if you saw like uh, Batman versus Superman and stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> Martha. <laughs> yeah, um, it was a total waste but, of my time. Oh yeah, uh, everybody's time, and they're gonna do Justice League four hours now. So, well, that's on my yeah. list. We're going to get there. <laughs> but um, some of the stuff that they've done, like especially when they pit Lex Luthor and using the government against Superman and they mm -hmm. have like uh, um, morality issues and stuff like that. Like, is he like, should he be allowed to be uh, to, to just do what he wants? Should he be a soldier like for the government and, and like have to abide by their rules and stuff like that? I like I like a lot of that stuff. Uh, it's interesting. It's more interesting. I just think they've done it poorly in the movie. So I like DC. Anything DC has, I've got zero excitement for it. They just they were talking. They about, have zero credibility in my exactly. book. I don't. I don't expect anything to be good. What I was gonna say was that I, I'm not Superman fan at all. I'm not yeah. excited for the films or anything like that. But I am a massive Michael B. Jordan fan. I, I like him a lot, and he is someone that will get my attention at the very least. Will they get my box office dollars? I mean. Look, at the end of the day, I'm someone that I always end up watching the movie, so they probably will. But um, but I think Michael B. Jordan would be an interesting casting. I, I do think this is also just a little bit of DC, like just kind of throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks, you know? Um, sure. And that's that's not a bad thing because, hey, Black Superman, I'm all for it. I also just feel that this is like who, who's asking for it too. But if you want Michael B. Jordan as, as Superman, I think that would be an, uh, at least an entertaining choice. Um, I, I think they've done, they've tried Superman so much. Um, you know, they've had uh, from the seventies, eighties, nineties, 2000, like we've had Superman so much. We've had so many Batman stories like, and, and DC really just can't get, get it right. Like, uh, you know, they have the, the Christopher Nolan trilogy that, that was really good. 
obviously, but ever since but then, I, and I don't even like, count. I don't even give DC yeah, credit for that, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's it was completely different, and uh, and I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Dark Knight Rises. Uh, anyways, I feel like that one. Ha- that I don't. I don't. With- yeah, no, I don't think it stuck the landing. I, yeah. I think I think the Dark Knight was by far the best film, and and Batman Begins doesn't get enough love either. Though yep, I thought it was, I, I thought it was a really great start. Um, I agree. I, I, I just think they, they're just, it's just a convoluted mess. All their films. I just think DC's just really lost their credibility. Um, they need somebody at the helm to take full direction of what they're going to do. And if they want to do an extended universe, absolutely. I'm for it. I love justice league. I love, I've loved all their, their superheroes since I was a kid, uh, all their, the Batman anime series, uh, just justice league, justice league unlimited. They have a ton of material and they arguably have the three, three of the most popular superheroes in superhero history in Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And yeah. they, they keep messing this up because they don't know, they have no one voice, one u- united front on making uh, decisions. They're talking about J.J. Abrams uh, being the helm of this. After J.J. Abrams wah, just, wah. just screwed up Star Wars. I actually like, didn't even know that. That well, and again goes to show you, DC just doesn't know what they're doing. They're throwing exactly. stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Um, really quickly, if you want to see a great documentary, I'm probably the only Superman film that 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 I would have been interested in. Maybe is um, Kevin Smith has a documentary on. I think it's called The Death of Superman, and it was going to be essentially. Uh, it looks like you're not so you know about this. Who who was it? It was going to be Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. Cage as Superman. And it's a great documentary. Uh, so just shout out to that documentary if you want to give that a, um, a watch to our fans. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Frankie, you kind of touched on it earlier. Zack Snyder, four-hour runtime on Justice League for a movie that I really don't even care about. Way to make me not want to see this even more. Uh, what do you think about a four-hour runtime? Are you going to sit through it? Uh, shout out to a Tiffany Meeks. I don't, I don't think about it. I'm yeah. not watching this stuff. This yeah. is... Like I can't believe I actually watched the Justice League because it's it, it just felt like a mess. Uh, just there are some good ideas, good scenes sprinkled in there, but it's it's like it really co- just makes me appreciate the MCU more because they could have gone they could have done this horribly and yep. with less superheroes because remember they didn't even have Spider Man or the X Men or Fantastic Four they didn't have their most popular superheroes. It all, it all hinged on them nailing Tony Stark out of the gate. So I mean that's why you give Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau as well as the director you give them a ton of credit because that set up their slow and steady pace for the next ten years to build out what is now clearly the model. Uh, for this extended universe in, in cinematic um, studios. Yeah, uh, but back to Justice League, man, it's, I, I have zero excitement for, I saw there was a scene of like the Joker uh, with like thorns as a crown, you know, like if he's Jesus or something. And and he, it's it's exhausting, man. It's just exhausting all their decision making and stuff. The, only, the one thing I am going to probably watch from DC is the, the Suicide Squad because it's James Gunn. Uh, I, I like him as a director. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll check I'll that give out. That a chance, yeah. But even, but like, even every time you think they have something, like Batfleck was doing a Batman movie where they had Deathstroke, that ended up not happening because of uh, creative differences. It's like, man, like DC, like uh, Warner Brothers and DC, you guys have to like humble yourselves because all the shit you're putting out, 
it sucks. It's terrible. And like audience, uh, critics, every nobody likes this. It, nobody likes it, but here's the problem. People are still going to movie theaters to see it. So yeah. as long so as long as these studios are getting their money back, or in some cases even making a profit, doesn't matter how shitty it is. Oh yeah. So I actually think that this year, if we don't get back to the movies, uh, to the actual theaters, I should say, um, and they're still releasing these ginormous, you know, DC budget films, but they suck. How is that going to alter? Honestly, how is that going to alter their profit and their bottom dollar for them to finally fucking change things up and and go in a more clear direction? Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on as the year goes along. Yeah, definitely. It's it's sad, man. I I I want nothing more than to be able to see like a DC extended universe that is fantastic. How cool would it be to see like the Teen Titans, Static Shock? They had like blue. They were talking about Blue Beetle, uh, who is a uh, Latin. Uh, I believe he's he's a Mexican character. Yo, I would love to see a Latin superhero. We got, but it's <laughs> it's DC. DC screwing this up consistently. I've got no faith in them, sadly. Uh, doing anything I actually I think DC would better would be better off not doing an extended universe to be completely yeah. honest I think that's what they're like partly it's confusing like but they I don't need know. to decide they need to decide yeah. if they're gonna do it or not because this in between is what just creates way too many problems yeah like having like five timelines or whatever they have going on we, we can throw out a Joker film that's critically acclaimed but it has nothing to do with the DC universe so it's like okay what the hell is going on exactly like, all right, Frankie. So our final bit of news, and I wanted to touch on this because I think it's it's important that we that we talk as Streambeat. We talk about all these new streaming launches, and of course, March fourth, we're getting Paramount Plus. For those that don't know, this is the rebranding of the CBS All Access app. So if you already have that, you already signed up for it. You just got to wait on March fourth. It's just going to change to Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus is going to offer you this. After 45 days of certain films being released in in the theaters, you can watch it at home. So they're going to be touting out these big-ass films like Mission Impossible 7, A Quiet Place 2. They're also going to get James Bond because they signed an exclusive deal with um, MGM-owned Epics. So they're going to have 2,500 movies total for their launch. They're also going to have all of the Viacom stuff that was already on CBS All Access, minus live CBS local affiliate uh, news. So, um, so yeah, so I saw also that they're going to have, and I'm just bringing this up because we're 90s kids and, and I love it. They're going to have a Rugrats CGI reboot with the original voices, which was a, a pretty cool trailer that they dropped. So, so yeah, Frankie, another streaming service that you're going to add to your billing list. What do you think about Paramount Plus? You mean somebody else is going to add to their billing list and I'm going to have their password. That's what you meant. Well, right? essentially. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, man. I, I, I thought it was cool. I like the concept. Um, I'm a big uh, challenge fan. That's like the only reality show I'm going to watch. So it's, it's, it's cool to, <laughs> to have all that. I'm most excited. Can we, can we hashtag bring back rolled rules? Oh, God, some of these new characters, uh, castmates are terrible. I, I, hate, I hate them so much. Um, but I didn't even know about the Rugrats. I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I don't think but, they've done a very good job marketing the rollout in terms of what's going to be on it. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly, besides the big Mission Impossible and A Quiet Place 2, because they, they touted that last week, um, besides those, I really, they, they haven't done a good job. I think 
they were so quick to get out there with uh, CBS All Access. And just now they're starting to get traction on that, that now to switch it to Paramount Plus for the average consumer is kind of like a radical shift midway. And it's uh, one of the things that I saw about that, that definitely caught my eye was that it, they were marketing about the live sports uh, since it, they're included with CV, CBS. That's, that's really interesting. That's not, you're not getting live sports from Netflix. Hulu does have live sports. But uh, you're not getting that from many of the other streaming and, and platforms. And Amazon is slowly getting into mm-hmm. the NFL game as well. But, but I agree. That is definitely a big seller for CBS. My favorite news from, the, from this, the, the one that I followed the most, was the uh, uh, Avatar news. I know uh, you haven't watched it, but uh, Avatar is one of the best uh, animated shows and shows, period. Incredible arcs and, and, and stuff. And they're, the original creators are actually um, – having their own uh, avatar studios. So they're going to do more avatar extended universe uh, animation movies and stuff like that. And I know Netflix is doing the live action or the CGI, whatever it is. Uh, but the creators lost uh, the creators left that project because of creative differences. Uh, I'm excited that, that Paramount is doing this because th- this is that that's one of my favorite shows. That's a show I watched uh, during the pandemic and it's incredible. You definitely check it out if you haven't. Yeah, well, when I get someone to uh, to get a subscription and lend me their login, I'll let you know. Still uh, on Netflix. And, and we, Still on Netflix. Well, you know, I'll, I'll wait for the Paramount <laughs> launch. Uh, Frankie, before we get into WandaVision, we're going to move up our Big 3 segment, uh, and we're going to try and do this one a little bit faster this week, I should say. So let's go with our Big 3 movie snacks. I like it. I like it. Uh my big three, definitely, uh, number three, I would definitely go with, uh, I, I like a little chocolate there, mix in there, uh, a little peanut M&M's. That's my go-to. Peanut okay. M&M's, a little sneak it under my jacket so I'm not paying uh, $3 more at, this, at the movie theater, if you know what I mean. Yep. And oh, totally. Good crunch. I got that Stugat's peanut M&M's, those, that, that Stugat's taste. Peanut M&M's is the way to go for me. What's your number three? I hear you. So my number three, obviously with it being third on the list, we're going to put it at the bottom of rung, but I'm going to go with the classic gummy bears. Who doesn't love a little, a little classic gummy bears, get you a little energized. You can do it during the previews. Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great number three. Uh, my number two would have to be popcorn. I, I don't think it's not that I don't like popcorn. Wow. It's, no, hold on, hold on. It's just I don't always get popcorn. That's my oh consistent. Oh my god! Shock of the draft. No, no, no. It's I. It's 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 definitely depends on the movie how much like comfort I want. I need. That's when I get my popcorn. But if if it's overall pop, like if it, if I'm ranking them, popcorn's the best. What's your number two? Oh my god! I'm I'm still in shock right now with with yours. I, I I don't even know. I don't have a number two prepared. Okay, let me ask the judges something: Are we counting drinks as snacks, or are we no. going just straight food? Okay, so straight it's just straight food, food. Straight food. Okay, so I I would have said Coke Icy, but since I since that's not gonna float, see what I did there? Ah, ah I'm gonna go with nachos. Who doesn't love some good nachos? And I love the way that AMC does it. They give it to you in the little box with the little cheese thing, the little nacho totitos, so you don't make any mess. It's it's fantastic. I've never done nachos before at the movie theaters. We've talked about this. Oh, my uh, God, Frankie. 
No, no, it's just because I, I had an experience with my buddy who had nachos. And you recommended forgot. big three movie snacks. And no, you're coming in with these fire-ass takes. I know. But that's, <laughs> that's the point of the show, man. This is, this is from Heat Beat Culture. We have the hot takes. Oh, we keep them it. hot even on yeah. Street Beat. Uh, no, but my buddy definitely forgot he had nachos, put it under his seat. And when he got up, he stepped in nachos with some uh, white Air Forces. Not a pretty um, sight. Rookie mistake. Not a pretty sight. Uh, honorable mention, fried Oreos. What? I've never had that. Oh, my God. Oh, you're still in Miami. If you, go to Main, if you ever go to Main Street, I know you're in Kendall, but yeah. I, I know Main Street in Miami Lakes, uh, their theater has fried Oreos. Fucking fire. Oh, okay. unbelievable. You have to do a road trip for that. Unbelievable. Uh, but my number one, it's my number one because it's my consistent snack. I grab them before every movie. Uh, sometimes I'll grab it if I'm going to watch a movie at home. Sour gummy worms. Sour Can't gummy them. worms. Okay. Can't beat that's them. a What's good you? one. Actually, that's a good one. I, 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 number one, I think that's blasphemy. You highly, highly over, overdrafted on that one. No, no, but no. That's it's, fine. It's just my ranking because it's my consistent go-to guy. It's my everyday starter. That's popcorn, fine. Popcorn is my number is like the number one ace, but he doesn't start for me every day. Well, for me, it's got to be popcorn. I will. I don't even care if I'm not watching a movie. Just give me popcorn. It's it is one <laughs> of the all-time snacks ever. Absolutely, it's, it's amazing. Wow, Frankie, you blew my mind with that. I, I need I need a minute just to 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 get ready for WandaVision. So we're gonna give everyone the spoiler alert right now. Just prepare because we're about to get into episode eight. If you haven't watched it, now is the time. Click pause, go watch, come back. Frankie, what is it you want to say for the people? Oh, and I just, before we talk about WandaVision, I do want to mention that we are going to start talking about other shows and movies as well. Uh, where, you know, WandaVision is about to end. Like, uh, like Moo said, this is the penultimate episode next week. We have the finale. Uh, so if you have been sticking with us, waiting for something, us to talk about something else, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We are going to talk about other things. Uh, we haven't decided the schedule yet or a format or how we're going to do it. Uh, but we're, we're talking about it amongst the group and we're, uh, really excited to to discuss it, bring more guests on. We have a couple guests lined up that I am ecstatic for, especially for Oscar season, uh, to talk with Moose. And, and it, I'm so amped up for this. Uh, so please be patient with us. Uh, keep listening, keep liking, subscribing, uh, and reviewing. We are going to give you guys a lot more variety than just MCU stuff. Going forward. And if you do like Marvel, don't worry. We are going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki Absolutely. and all those shows. Uh, we just want to make sure that we're giving people a variety. Uh, but but we're glad that you're sticking with us for WandaVision because this show has been exceeding all of our expectations and continued with episode eight. Uh, so Frankie, let's discuss episode eight, which was previously on. I love the title of it. Man, it was so good. This is one of the most emotional episodes of WandaVision that we've had so far. I think um, this is the one that you submit for an Emmy. Seriously. Yeah. I think Catherine, I think Catherine Hahn and Elizabeth Olsen deserve a nomination and you submit this episode because they, they were brilliant. Elizabeth Olsen has consistently blown me away from uh, being able to nail all the little uh, knacks and, and character uh, tropes of every decade from uh, sitcoms uh, that she's portrayed and she, she's conveyed so many emotions throughout the series and 
and and man like this episode you saw how you really saw her pain you really saw uh like vision said her grief uh, yeah. how she managed her grief how she felt her grief and she handled it and man just the the roller coaster of emotions throughout this episode that wanda provides um it, it was incredible I, this is one of my favorite episodes of the season they 10 out of 10 for me yeah i loved it i i I actually, I didn't have any problem with, I think it's clear that the sitcom stuff is over. We're done with that. We're not going to get any more uh, commercials or anything like that. And and I'm totally fine with it. I'm kind of surprised that we didn't see it coming, that there would be like a kind of rewind or like to go back to kind of catch us up to to how we got here. Um, And that's, that's very important. Like you said, we saw that everything about Wanda, basically her entire life is built on tragedy which is something that, yes, we knew, but this is the first time we really dive into it. You know, um, Agatha uses her, her powers and casts this spell to be able to kind of take us through these, these doors that take us through all these, these pivotal moments in her life where you just see at the end of all of these moments, it's people being taken away from her. And it's going all the way back to when she was a child. And, and we see where the whole sitcom thing started, which I thought was a nice, a nice little moment there. And shout out to Catherine Hahn's uh, exposition throughout the entire thing, but especially when the kids are screaming. <laughs> it was, it I'm was right great. here. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. I mean, I, she was, they, it was, I can't say enough about it. Yeah, it was great. I mean, like we've heard so many things throughout the MCU uh, when Wanda's been in, included since Age of Ultron. We've heard so many things about these events in her life and these tragedies, but this is the first time we we're really seeing them and we're seeing all these things. We're also seeing uh, stuff from this s- series that we've been showed that were lies, like when she went to, to get Vision's body from Hayward and, and Sword. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think it was a great, Fucking great job. Fuck that guy. Uh, but, but man, like, and you're also seeing that, that the, the, the commercials, they all came from, they were confirmed that they were all moments of, of Wanda's yes. life. And disappointed was, that, that they weren't her parents though. And that's something yeah, I want to get into. I was confused. This, I was confused. This, I, this I, episode I, like killed all of our fan theories. Like right now, Kevin Feige is just fucking laughing his ass off at all of us being like, ah, gotcha. Motherfuckers. <laughs> like, this just i mean and i'm not i'm not saying that i'm disappointed because it was a it was a great episode i loved it but it definitely like oh okay so i guess there's no mephisto or oh okay so i guess that you know that wasn't uh the x-men pietro and stuff like there was just a lot of a lot of things that i, I unfortunately were cleared up for us but not in the way that i was anticipating yeah, definitely. Um, I I don't know if you, if we've answered like if they've taken away all of our theories though. I still think Mephisto is a possibility. Uh, I, th- I I actually believe that uh, the 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 theories about Pietro being like a, a a servant or anything like that were more confirmed that it was it's more it's a multiverse Pietro. It's more I th- I believe it, it is confirming that it's it's X Men it uh, Pietro. Because she, okay. I just watched this episode, and she claims that that it's she calls him Pietro, fake Pietro, Pietro. Right. Shout Pietro. out Chris Cody. Shout out Chris Cody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she, but it's definitely one of those things where she she mentions um, that she has a, a hex spell on him, and that's uh, and just to control him that she couldn't get the the real Pietro because Pietro is dead, and she can't bring Piet, uh, she can't bring people back to life. So 
I think this is really diving into the Mephisto theory because she's she's trying to uh, she's clearly trying to bring somebody back. The the comic origin of Mephisto using uh, the Billy and Tommy as as like little spawns to get the demon spawns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I believe it more and more now. I I think this is really well. It pointing could towards it could Mephisto. be setting it up for Doctor Strange as well because I I I said this to Tiffany last week who was on the pod. Shout out to Tiffany Meeks. Um, I said, like, I feel like this is ultimately, you know, my, my theory was Al Pacino, um, as Mephisto and I, I'm not totally willing to write that off yet, but the more I think about it now is, you know, if you're going to have Al Pacino, you save him for a feature film. What if it's Dr. Strange and this all plays into the big bad is really in Dr. Strange. And maybe that has something to do with our post credit scene that we'll have in the finale next week. I, I don't know. Like there, there are still revelations that that are left hopefully to surprise us next week um but they definitely cleared up a lot in in episode eight yeah definitely uh from going back to her past and and clearing up the uh how that she used powers she used a, a spell when she was a kid to stop the bomb the the bomb just didn't uh, and i like that they're i like that they're taking the liberty to kind of do those little things to to rewrite a little bit the the history that we know in the MCU because, you know, they made such a big point in Age of Ultron, like they got their powers from the Mind Stone. Well, I mean, they enhanced their powers with the Mind Stone, and that's what we saw in this episode. But they always had some type of powers already within them. And to your point, Definitely. Frankie, maybe that comes back and that ties into X-Men. Yeah, it could. Uh, I mean, and, and the, in the comics, they've been rewritten so many times, their origins as... Uh, mutants, non-mutants, uh, stuff like that with, with Wanda and, and Pietro specifically. So they really have c- creative liberty to do whatever they want. And we've seen throughout the MCU, uh, throughout the origin stories of, of most of the heroes, they they are going uh, with a creative liberty of, of most of them. They're taking influence from the comics and they're doing, but really they're doing their own twist on it, which I like. Uh, you know, if, oh, you, absolutely. if you read comics... If you've read comics ever or you follow comics, you've seen different versions from different writers, different eras all the time. Uh, even up to the recent Ultimate comics, uh, you see everybody gets different origin stories. And, and it and also th- makes it just... fun for, for, for us, you know? Like, I'm mm-hmm. someone that I don't know the comic book storylines as well as you, but I'm actively looking them up now to try and piece the storyline together. But I still can't do that because they're still taking just the best of and creating their own. Which, which I love, like you said, like it keeps that surprise element going and it's, it's going to keep it, you know, refreshing. Absolutely. And you see, uh, you can see where they take the influence from and I, I like it fresh. Like, you know, I, I know people want to see it exactly from the comics and stuff like that, but there's just some things you can't do uh, because before it was because of rights, uh, because of uh, technology, because it's numerous things. You have to be able to adapt and and make the best of bit make the best of the situation which i feel they've done a really good job there's really no creative uh like decision that they've made uh throughout the mcu that i really hated or anything like that it's maybe yeah yeah like, captain I'm marvel like, maybe but but that's uh <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> well i'm seeing i mean movies yeah they've they've done bad movies but like uh no but i, I mean, agree i just mean I like would- I would think for the most part, and this, this goes back to what you were saying earlier with DC, you got to have one clear person with a vision at the top, and that's Kevin Feige. And even mm-hmm. if they make 
one small detail wrong or a casting decision or what, even if there's something you don't agree with, it's still overall, the product is still very strong because it has a very clear voice and a very clear vision. Definitely. And uh, one thing I, I really hate when people compare them to the comics to the movies, the comics, you can flesh out so much more background story and so, so much more, uh, uh, you know, so you, you can flesh out so much more story, so much more background, so much more everything. Like uh, I heard a lot of complaints about Civil War uh, because it's it wasn't as good as the comic series. It's a comic. You're comparing a comic series that was like 50 issues spread out over different yeah, that's comics. Yeah, that's not to, fair at all. To a two-hour movie. Like there's mm-hmm. not – they can't do as much as they did in there. That's the and same they have, crowd that still says the book was better than the film. Yeah. Which that's fine. It's that's usually going to be the case because it's a time thing. Yeah, like this is what I love about WandaVision that they're able to to flesh this out over nine episodes, and this is a story that would not work in the two hour window. I totally agree, and it's making you care about side characters that I'll be honest, I had no emotion for. You know, I mean, I like them in the films, but when they, I, I mean, when they announced WandaVision, I was like, really, those two? And, and now I feel like it's the best thing Marvel has done. And I'm not yeah. saying that as a prisoner of the moment. I really think that what they are doing is incredible. And on any other streaming platform or, or whatever you want to call it, like this is award-winning content, and I hope it gets that recognition. Sadly, comic book stuff doesn't, but, but I, think, I think everyone universally agrees. I mean, it's the number one show worldwide right now. I'm not making that up. That is that is statistical. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I, I definitely see it trending on Twitter and everybody fighting about spoilers and stuff. Even in our own stream beat chat, nobody wants that everybody yep. is like spoiler warning. No, no spoilers. Exactly. I can't watch exactly. it. Da, da, da. You know, I I I mean, overall though, it's just a fantastic show. I I'm enjoying the journey, you know, Jimmy Woo has been a star. Monica Rambeau's been a star. I missed Darcy him this Lewis week. Been a star. I did too. I loved this week's episode, but I, I did miss, you know, Darcy, Jimmy Woo. Uh, I'm excited to get them back and kind of, and I'm excited, honestly. So, okay. So we, we saw everything that happened in the past. The, the last two things that I really want to hit on are just the theories that we think are still possible and the ones that we got completely wrong and what we think is going to come next as we close out this, this series with what is going to be a 50 minute long episode finale. That is confirmed, Frankie. Don't fuck with me on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad, Mr. The last three episodes are an hour long each. I have gotten it wrong every week, but I am getting the finale right, I promise you. 50 minutes long. Uh, but first, let's start with, so Frankie, the, the stuff that we got absolutely wrong. Uh, <laughs> it looks like the delivery service guy was just a delivery service guy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it has absolutely absolutely no meaning to the show no meaning whatsoever um i think we can say well i don't know do you how do you feel about your prediction that dr strange is going to show up i guess it's still possible i think it's still possible we get like a post credits i don't think i don't think uh negotiating a post credit scene is, is too expensive to get kember batch in right so I, th- I still think it's possible so I've I've been thinking today, were we totally wrong with the aerospace engineer? Like, is that confirmed? I'm still confused on that. I still think it's the scroll. I still think it's a scroll um, that the the, uh, in Captain Marvel that she she had a friend. 
the the little the scroll daughter from uh, I think that uh, Talos was her, his name. So, but so you're saying that that was the lady that brought the that like I'm golf not, cart I'm, shit. I'm not sure. <laughs> it could be. It could be. But uh, if it, if it's somebody else that we haven't met yet, then. I, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the scroll thing, because especially because we know we're getting a Nick Fury show on Disney Plus, including the the scroll. Oh, that's true. So that's true. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised about that. So I think I'm. I think I'm throwing away my Fantastic Four John Krasinski uh, cameo. <laughs> I hate to say it, like I fully expect there to still be at least one big reveal. They have to. They have to save something for the finale. Um, yeah. I, I just, I don't know what it is anymore. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be Pacino. <laughs> Isn't it great though? I absolutely love that, that we have no idea. Oh, no where they can no get idea. No idea. And, and I'm excited to be surprised. Like I really, yeah. it, I think, I think we overanalyzed a lot. Now I'm not willing to throw away that Dottie has something to do with this. Me neither. We didn't, we didn't see her when they showed the town, uh, like before Wanda took it over and all that, you know? Um, and I just feel like why, why make us so invested in this character? Like there's, there's something there. I think Dottie could be a witch and she's also yeah. helping uh, Agatha throughout all of this. I saw a theory today that, that, that she, uh, with the flowers, um, you know how Agatha has purple flowers in her backyard mm -hmm. Scar uh, Wanda has the red and the pink ones, which match her powers set. And Dottie had, uh, uh, we saw this episode, Dottie is, is smelling some yellow flowers. And there is a witch in the comics who, uh, who Agatha is associated with, who has yellow witch powers. I don't remember her name uh, in the comics. I had never heard of her before that I heard, I saw this theory. But it was very interesting. And um, going back to uh, episode uh, two, I believe, when we meet Agatha, we meet Dottie. Uh, Agatha drops the, the note, the, the little tidbit that Dottie runs this town. Yep. So it's very possible that Dottie is, is a witch and still involved somehow. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to get something with Dottie next week. I actually feel fairly confident that Dottie's going to be involved in some way. Uh, I don't know to what extent yet, but I think she's going to be there. Um, and then uh, looking forward to next week, um, <laughs> I think... I mean, it's clear because we saw in the post credit scene that we're going to get some type of vision versus vision thing. And shout out to my cataract theory, which I think is is actually, I think that's confirmed now. There's two visions, or at least they were able to make one. Um, so, was, so was Paul Bettany just fucking with us and saying that like, oh, he gets now. So I guess the person that he was couldn't wait to act alongside was himself. I don't think so. Because Wanda, um, not Wanda, Elizabeth Olsen also said we have a Luke Skywalker cameo level cameo coming. So I don't think both of them were joking about it. Uh, so that that's what leads me to believe. Because we, I, I still believe Mephisto is the big bad, or at least plays a role in this. Or, mm -hmm. uh, or it, it could either be Mephisto or, or, or Nightmare. The you know I've been so I was thinking about this actually, and I'm glad you brought it up. I I've kind of swayed to your direction now that they're not going to do Mephisto because of China, but I think the workaround is just literally doing Mephisto but calling him Nightmare. Yeah, that's uh, which what they I was did thinking, that like, in Iron Man Three. Right, they combined yeah. them like their, their powers or their roles. Or right, whatever. right. But uh, I mean, I saw somebody uh, shout out to new rock stars on YouTube. They said something that. Uh, they did a video. I haven't watched it yet, but they did a video saying that uh, Mephisto's the China laws and uh, about 
the devil and stuff wouldn't be so much of a problem if they used Mephisto. Uh, so I'm curious to watch that. Definitely check that out. Check out new rock stars on YouTube. They are fantastic. Yeah, you put the, the you put me on to them. And it's, it's been great to uh, great to listen to. Yeah, Brian M and and Key uh, on on Twitter also watch them a lot, and uh, they're fantastic. They they do a great job. They break down Mandalorian and all this stuff too. Um, but they they've talked about it a little bit, so I'm not sure. I I wouldn't be surprised though if they combined like Mephisto and Nightmare because it does lead into Doctor Strange too very nicely. Yeah, and, and I think it would make the most sense in terms of um, if you're gonna have a, a big overarching bad for Doctor Strange and you want to connect it to WandaVision and all that. Uh, yeah, so, we're, so I think my Al Pacino thing may still be in play, but I don't think it'll be in play necessarily for WandaVision. Right. Um, I, I think it's very interesting too, because I don't expect them to win like fully. Like, like I don't expect WandaVision to wrap up really neatly. Uh, oh, me neither. It's MCU. You expect yeah. this to, to delve into Doctor Strange too. So I think Nightmare... Uh, winning a little bit of this uh, would d- go really nicely into uh, Doctor Strange too. Um, if if Agatha does something to to uh, bring back, uh, <coughs> sorry. If Agatha does something to to bring back Mephisto or whoever it is, uh, I think this would go really nicely into Doctor Strange too, especially because we know in the comics Agatha and Doctor Strange have both. Uh, wiped uh, Wanda's uh, mind and tried to settle her down emotionally. So it's possible, especially because it looks like we're getting two vision deaths next episode. And it looks likely, like it. it. Likely we, we lose the twins as well. Well, I was going to say, I think, I think the twins, and I'm not saying that they're going to die. I just don't think they're going to come out of this series. Like, I think it's going to lead into Doctor Strange and um, Wanda's whole drive in Doctor Strange 2 is just trying to get back her children. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we could get like a subconscious thing in, in Doctor Strange 2 with Wanda. If she does lose the, the, uh, her children, she loses vision. We get Doctor Strange and Agatha trying to control her mind or uh, wipe her memories so that she doesn't explode again emotionally. I think it's very likely and very possible. Um, and then we get, you know, if she does get her mind wiped, Doctor Strange uh, 2 could be about her opening up the multiverse subconsciously, her powers expanding more and more again, but they were uh, doormat, uh, dormant for, for, for a little while from the, from the events of WandaVision uh, until Doctor Strange 2. So there's a lot of directions. There's, just, there's so many ways they can go, and there's still so much story that they need to close out. Um, you know, what's going to happen with Jimmy Woo and Darcy? What's going to happen with uh, uh, um, Monica Rambeau? What's we still haven't happen- seen the, the witness protection that Jimmy Woo was looking for. That's, Who's- that's right. That's right. Uh, so, you know, I know it's going to be 50 minutes. Give me six hours. I don't care. This has been amazing. Right. Switch this with Justice League. Give me 44 hours of WandaVision exactly. and exactly. give me 50 minutes of Justice League. I'll, I'll watch both of those. I promise. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Uh, Frankie, before we get out of here, any final predictions? What are you looking forward to in this finale? Uh, what do you see for the week ahead? Um, I'm looking for chaos and not just chaos magic. I want chaos. I want nonstop action. I want as much things as you can wrap up as possible in this finale. Uh, I want entertainment. And I know we're not 
doing an intro, but I would love another intro to finish the season. Yes. I know this comes to is over, but give me a good, a good WandaVision uh, intro for, for this finale. Let's make this exciting. What about you, Goose? Well, I, you know what? I'm going to join you on the intro thing. I don't think we're going to get it, but if you can give me one more intro, I'm all for it. Just any musical interlude because they, they kill those. Um, you know, for me, honestly, I just want to see one big surprise. Like, I feel like they've been hyping it up so much. I don't, I don't want them to under-deliver on the surprise and then it affects everyone's view on the overall series. You know what I mean? Because the series has been so, so incredible. They need to deliver on the reveal to make everyone happy. Um, and, and, and also, I want to say, I hope they don't kill off Katherine Hahn. Um, I want yeah. Katherine Hahn in the MCU as long as possible. Even if it's like a Loki situation where she only appears every now and then, but, but just keep her around any way you can because she might be my favorite villain in MCU history. <laughs> well, Agatha actually gets introduced in the Fantastic Four in the comics. Uh, she, John Krasinski back on the table! 